Welcome back to Move the Bowl, please. Um, I have returned once again with another episode. Um, full disclosure, this is the third time I've attempted to record this episode because, one, the last time I tried to record it, I thought that I could for some reason after a long shift at work record a pod episode i don't know what the hell's wrong with me um the second time i attempted it i had just you know took a couple hits of the of the mary of jane and um i don't know if it's really obvious but i am congested and recovering from a nasty cold so um to say that uh you know i've been beat down for the past couple days is an understatement there have been actually like it's been a bunch of things that have just been happening a lot of good things but uh, it's been a very very busy and like just stressing taxing week so i will say that hopefully third time's the charm because low-key if if i can't get it after this i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do (laughs) i might just have to go on to the next topic because someone's putting the evil eye on me but um this episode is actually about something that i've really 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 been wanting to to really touch upon and it's something that i'm not sure many other people online have been really trying to contemplate slash touch upon mainly because it kind of kills a couple darlings for a couple people and when i mean a couple i mean a very small but also weirdly like resilient group um and that's the manosphere um, but it's not the manosphere you think it is. It's it's a new, you know, advanced form, right? Um, it's a new evolved form. Um, and I think it's also extremely insidious, mainly because it's being portrayed by people who are trying or seemingly attempting to co-opt the the aesthetic but feminize it it's 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 women in stem but like women in misogyny (laughs) um but yeah this was inspired mainly because um i spend way too much time on tiktok and on youtube shorts they got me they got me y'all i will be the first to admit it they have got me on a chokehold um and the thing that really is just kind of distressing about it is that it's not really it's not kind of marketed in the same way as the manosphere but the message and the content is identical and it's also like kind of teetering between like tried wifeism and you know this whole right wing shift that a lot of men have been taking but I kind of wanted to talk about it in a bit more of like a broad sense to kind of give like the kind of give like a reason as to why I feel as though a lot of women online are gravitating towards this content kind of unbeknownst to them.
So, first of all, we all kind of have to admit to ourselves that the manosphere is on a very clear decline. Um, I wanna, I wanna say that it's dead, but it's kind of had a kind of like a apparition, a ghost of itself has kind of taken over. Um, and a lot of people now use the tactics and the, you know, marketing um, ploys that have given so many of these manosphere, you know, talking heads so much fame and attention. But they're using it like really, like there's no elegance to most of the content itself. And so I kind of find it really hard to really buy into anything, even though it's attempting, at least the version that I'm trying to talk about, is attempting to appeal to women, right? Um, but I kind of want to scale back a bit, kind of kind of roll it back to the beginnings of what we now know as red pill content, mainly because the like godfather of the entire genre kevin samuels i feel like he's actually like the most concise like person who embodied the entire vibe right um so for a little context for anyone who is blessed to not know who kevin samuels is he basically took and ran with the concept of misogyny for content um, after a series of failed attempts to trying to be a men's lifestyle slash grooming uh, influencer. So the story is, is that he had always been somehow in the entertainment business in some capacity, um, hadn't found much success, and then decided to make content online uh, that was catered towards men um, and grooming, uh, you know, clothing, fashion style, um, and other like things that, you know, if you're a young man looking for guidance on how to dress, how to approach or how to appear professional, Kevin was giving people online this kind of advice, right? Uh, he always brought himself or he always presented himself as someone who seemed to be well put together, a businessman per se. And so that as that aesthetic that he brought on, that visual language that he brought on, made it seem as though he was a legitimate person, right? Um, I, I would kind of like think of it as like a you know the neo Ubermensch, like he's a stoic man. He is very calm and collected his clothes are always pressed and and finely coordinated um he just looked like you know a regular like youth pastor but i digress so that kind of patriarchal image that he gave on you know he was also an older man i think that kind of gave him all of the right ingredients to really kind of tap into this like budding internet sensation which was the manosphere and i think i'm pretty sure he popped off during the pandemic because everyone had to shift um you know how they were going to continue to make money and how they were going to 
interface with the world so he really capitalized off of live streams off of making content for people to interact with in real time and one of the first times that he really blew up is when a woman specifically a black woman because kevin samuels is a black man a black woman came on his broadcast and was basically just saying a bunch of inflammatory things and he was just really mean he was really mean to her uh flamed her up and that's what popped him off so after that he just kept you know recycling the the vibe he just kept redoing it you know if it's not broke don't fix it right so that was his claim to fame and for people who are very attached to the image of Kevin Samuels a lot of them will try to say well you know he's done so much other positive content yada 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 but that wasn't his main selling point his main thing was that he would be extremely brutal to people you know men or women but mainly the women were the ones who were able to really catch the the hottest of the flame you know he would really just dig into people like without remorse and this is digging into people online behind a screen right so there's also a a sense of like safety in that sort of space and a lot of people online who who never dare to show their face are always the ones ready to type the the most uh heated things but for him he has this demeanor of of you know being unaffected and probably even trying to be logical with his assessments but for the most part he just wanted to find a way to shit on people online and you know what people were watching and clicking and 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 that's y'all's fault (laughs) and that's y'all's fault for that you know what i mean so that's what we have right And he's doing this over the pandemic. He's really getting into his groove with it. He's really getting into the vibe. And then, you know, afterwards, as the time goes on, as the pandemics and the lockdowns continue, um, we learn a bit more about just Kevin as a person. We learn about how, you know, he's always been around. He's always been somehow connected. And the way that he his inevitable demise because it was going to come it happened in a very uh i i would say it was poetic mainly because one of the biggest uh comebacks that a lot of these people online like these these men going their own way they'll always have this comment or this this pushback for women to say well you know you think you can get all these things or you think you're just going to find a man who's going to fulfill everything well you're just going to die alone with your cats and kevin did die alone not with cats though he was trying to get he was trying to get a a specific kind of cat though um if if i'm if i'm getting this right i remember that he passed away from a heart attack um possibly not i'm not certain about this but possibly induced by uh performance enhancing drugs if you catch my drift um so he had presumably passed away um unmarried without any children that i know of and 
basically he passed away in the same fashion that he would often warn women that they would pass away for having the same or not same but for having specific you know wants or standards for their partners right he would say that the detriment of their you know decision making and the reason for their loneliness is brought on by their own wants and their own goals for their love life whereas he was an unmarried person without a home without the the staples that he would often boast you know that are necessary for a good life and that's what a lot of these people in the manosphere they just scream and, and shout about nonstop. is that you're supposed to have a family and you're supposed to have um a spouse and he had neither and he passed away while trying to have intercourse with a woman who didn't really even try to help him when he was clearly having a medical issue. So I just found that to be extremely interesting, to say the least. Um, but I think that kind of illustrates a lot of things about people like Kevin Samuels, right? These people are usually lonely. They don't have high self-esteem. They are really seeking to tear people down in order to lift themselves up in a certain way. And it's really obvious for people who kind of care to look into the patterns of behaviors of people. But for the most part, the people who are watching him were not actually attempting to really change their lives or change their own behaviors. It was just entertainment. And for the people who will really claim that his teachings or whatever he said changed their lives, okay. Um, but in the same way that he was changing your life, look at his. Or look at the lack of his. Or look at the lack thereof. But I digress. Um, but one story about Kevin that I really had, that always stayed in my mind for a very long time, was a story that I heard, I don't remember where I heard the story for, of his, but he was recounting um, about a time when he was younger, which was ages ago. But he was talking about how when he was a young man, he was in college and he wanted to take a girl out to dinner. And this girl that he wanted to take out for dinner, he really wanted to impress because he was really smitten with her. And he was like, you know what? I really want to take this girl out. I want to show her the town. I want to show her around. I really want to, I really want to go and, and, and hit the streets with, with this babe, with this babe. So what he did was... He asked her out on a date. She said yes. You know, all the, all the fun little things of, of asking out someone on a date, of, of young romance. And he decided to take her out to this fancy restaurant. Now, he made it clear to emphasize that he wasn't, uh, you know, well off. He was, he was a typical poor college student, right? So he wanted to really impress her regardless so he took her out to this restaurant that he really couldn't afford to take her out to mistake number one so 
he takes her out they go together they're having a good time and he kind of notices that she's ordering a lot of really expensive items off of the menu now this was in the 1900s so i'm not exactly sure when but i'm assuming expensive at that time must have been like mid price for now so think you're at a restaurant and your date orders three four five drinks before any of the food arrives that's kind of that's kind of crazy that's moving kind of mad but regardless he fronted it because he really wanted to impress her and as he was getting to know her and to talk to her he was like you know like you know what's going on with you girl like whatever whatever and long story short he found out that she was actually using food stamps to subsidize part of her grocery bills and this really shook kevin to his core young kevin you know in the dark ages was really just just so taken aback by this mainly because he assumed for some reason that this young woman was also going to you know allow herself to struggle allow herself to go hungry or to forego her actual needs by, you know, just accepting that she can't really afford her basic necessities. Whereas this woman very candidly told him, hey, I I use my EBT card. I get food stamps because I'm broke and I need to eat. And from that point, he this is this is part of his recounting of the stories that he said that from that point on he realized that women are often looking for handouts for you know a way a easy way out of a hard situation and to him that kind of wasn't something that he thought was respectful or it wasn't something that he thought to be you know something that he cared for um and and he made some generic you know implication about how women just are you know not real hustlers they don't want to grind for real um and that's a totally normal way to interpret that story um but i think that kind of tells us a lot about who kevin is how kevin grew up how his mind interpreted information and how it just warped it to just constantly be on the offense you know there are a lot of people who live their lives that way they don't ever find it useful instead of stressing themselves out instead of constantly being in a, in, a, in a state of of you know of lack instead of finding the abundance that is offered to them they often just choose to be in a state of, you know, emptiness. And it was very obvious from the way that he interacted with people online. You can't really be a dickhead online for that long and really think that you're not going to get something back. So, yeah, I think part of the reason why I was really kind of intrigued by kevin is is through like these these couple things that i noticed about him right um and as a visual artist myself i am really i get really um i get a lot of a lot of flags go off in my mind when i see certain aesthetics right um 
a lot of politics can be derived from how people present themselves. Um, and from my assessment, men live in a world that to them dictates how they must show up and how they must perform masculinity, um, regardless of their autonomy on their own human body and on their own decisions. For some reason, a lot of them feel as though they have to be a specific kind of way in order to be accepted. And and many times it is very hard and it's very true because not a lot of women even accept men behaving or doing things in their own way. That's That's true to them. But at the same time, we really have to think and sit down with ourselves and, and look at our lives and think, am I a man who's not married without kids telling people on the internet that they're going to die alone when I actually might do the same? I don't know. I don't know. And I think, like, one thing about men's issues and women's issues is that they are intertwined, you know? I think... As much as much as I do understand the concept of, you know, staying out of women's business or staying out of men's business, I think it's really naive to think that we can't weigh in on each other's human experience. Because at the end of the day, we're all the same species. Species. That word is so hard to say. Species. Species. Um, I think it's really also just dumb to see someone destroying their lives, right? not taking care of themselves, not actually taking advantage of the, you know, social supports that are available to them and thinking that that's somehow noble or that sacrificing something when it isn't necessary is manly. Newsflash, you die that way. You die early like that. I think also another thing that really sucks about this kind of way of thinking is that it's transferable. So this is where we get into the girls. This is where we get into the women. This is where we get into the girlies. Um, There are way too many women who are very adjacent to this kind of rhetoric, but that aren't really called out enough for my liking. You know, we can call out uh, a bunch of people all day, but if we don't call, if we don't call in, you know, if we don't call in, how are we going to grow? So one person that I do think deserves a good call-in or someone that I think that that's that's another like foil for a person like Kevin is Amani. I think her at is Amani Talks. Um, I've seen her a couple times come up on my For You page and on my Shorts page. I've since removed her off of it because it was really getting annoying but um, she is basically like the pod clip queen right uh y'all thought men with podcasts were 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 fucking insane get get into Amani get into Amani the thing about Amani is that it's kind of like a soft it's a soft insanity (laughs) I don't know if that even makes sense but it's, it's 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 like a it's like a soft what's the word it's like a soft hard life that she puts on you know, um, so Amani, Amani talks is kind of like another character that kind of acts as a foil for people like Kevin Samuels. Um, 
she has a really interesting nah she's not really that interesting <laughs> um but it's her adherence to beauty into into like a specific kind of you know cookie cutter um uninteresting but also like inoffensive portrayal of femininity that makes it so you know visually you don't really feel as though she has anything really powerful or or opinionated to say it's just her delivery and her specific way of talking that's that's the point that that's how she hooks people in right um and she kind of has like a bit of like a robotic delivery for some of these questionable relatable topics right um she definitely is giving like anti-him vibes uh, which it's kind of like the pink washed version of the manosphere, you know? Um, and through like her very quick and confident sound bites, she's able to kind of do a lot of things that people like Kevin can't really do, right? Mainly because she's a woman and she's feeding off of that that content feeding off of that specific rhetoric but pushing it out in a way that only women can really really like dig into right and and then the men who also want to be on that side for some reason so she's been on record co-signing candace owens you know, you got you got to you got to really you got to really like keep your uh, keep your eyes open for these kind of folk, you know? Like one second you think that they're like, you know, kind of like, I don't know, a little normal, and then they just they just let you down. But I think the dissonance that people like Amani have or that they're able to maintain is so like it's just really hard to not look. Like you can't you can't look away from that sort of thing because it flies in the face of the system that she kind of also perpetuates right it's you know i don't want a feminine sassy man but i also don't want to be a mom you know or i'm gonna i'm gonna work and i'm gonna have a career but i also don't really want to give anything that I don't receive, right? Like, I don't really want to be a typical uh, affectionate or over, uh, like, gushy kind of person, right? Um, and, and it's not really, it's not really working because in the same vein that you want to be, like, soft life, soft girl, you're acting hard, hard, hard. And baby girl, that doesn't really work. <laughs> and when people like Candace Owens are able to kind of perceive that, 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 you know, disharmony, yikes, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's one thing to like condemn, you know, the, the systems that are obviously like they set a double standard for women and women's and men's behaviors. But it's another thing to also play right back into them. Um, and it, it, does, it doesn't really click, you know? You can only get so far with that kind of way of being. And if that's truly how she is, then more power to her, I guess. Um, but I will say that a broken clock is, is right twice a day, right? Um, and, and another part about it is that Amani is a black person. So I think that additional adherence to just 
not only the aesthetics but the uh you know economic and societal uh hierarchy right of of being a woman with money who's good looking that hasn't always been afforded to black women in recent history um even being considered a woman and being black is a fairly new concept and and a lot of people aren't really taking that in um and i think like those paradoxes are really like prevalent in the west whereas everywhere else in the world you're just a person for the most part um there's different intersectionalities within like different places where people live but it's safe to say that the unique space that black women live in 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 countries like the united states and canada and australia and the uk it's a very specific way of being that you have to assimilate into and people like amani they kind of play both sides um and it makes you money it makes you money on the internet when you're able to do that sort of thing but i think the one thing that really just gets tough is realizing that within this space there's a lot of other people who will not be as brave as amani to show their face and and one person that i'm going to talk about and um honestly if you jump me for this okay um but one person that i just can't really find respect for anymore is someone like chrissy chrissy is a faceless but opinionated personality online um that recognizes that her own content isn't really strong enough to hold for a human with personhood you know what i mean um I think the way that she goes about it is clumsy. I think the way that she tries to to make arguments for her her basis and her thoughts and opinions, it's just it's just not really provoking at all. Um, for someone who's maybe like fourteen or fifteen, these might be revolutionary thoughts. But as you grow up and you start to give yourself context with with time and life experience and and just reading something once in a while these things start to kind of fall apart, right? Um, I think the one thing about people like Chrissy is that 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 anonymity, wow, that anonymity, anonymity, wow, being able to be anonymous, the anonymity, whoa, <laughs> the anonymity, I can't say that word. That's crazy. My bad. Um, But being able to hide behind a screen, you know, that that gives you the ability to just say whatever you want, however you want to. Um, And that also means that you can just say anything, literally. And the things that she says are very clearly, you know, coded within this manospheric world uh she wants black women specifically dark-skinned black women to stray away from the ghetto aesthetic you know and and to become more classy and and more soft and more um you know palatable for the rich for the wealthy um and this is obviously for our this is for our, our good right like you can't just be a black woman and just be yourself you have to be the specific type that is what she prescribes 
um, in order to really be free and to, and to be into your feminine energy. And I find that to be really just lazy. And, you know, it's it's neoliberal, right? Because for some reason, if you're a black woman with like a a, 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 a shiny fucking dress on, <laughs> if, if you if you just present yourself as somewhat assimilated enough, you'll be accepted. But that's not true. Um, it, it doesn't really matter. People will find fault in you. People will find issues with you. So you might as well just be yourself and be the most authentic version of yourself. You owe yourself that much. And I think the one thing that really bothers me is the, like, very prevalent amount of transphobia that people like Chrissy peddle. It's, like, unnecessary. Like, at some point, you really have to just leave the dolls alone. Like, I don't... I don't get I don't get where people like have just started to really get obsessed with with the girls like but that that's one part of of me revisiting because there was a time where I did consume some of Chrissy's content and, and I did not along with the madness but now I can't I can't really look at that content anymore and, and really feel like it's viable it's it's really it's also demoralizing content because People like Chrissy, like, you know, like, you know, discounting Amani, the Amanis and, and the Kevin Samuels online, Chrissy actually sounds like fully like a miserable person. And um, I, I don't really think it makes sense to, to keep getting information and, and knowledge and advice from someone like that. Um, she's not even funny. You can even make a you can even make a bitch giggle once or twice. Like the jokes are flat. Like, that's the least you can do. What the fuck? Um, and, you know, it's not obvious, right? Like, it's not obvious for anyone who's who's still growing and learning. And for me, obviously, I'm not the most chipper person. I'm not the most, like, high-energy kind of gal. But um, my taste for meaningless content has just gotten really small. Like, and when I mean meaningless content, I mean, like, content that doesn't really aim to, to make... Or, or, or the content that doesn't really seem to build, right? It's content that just aims to, to poke, content that just seem, that aims to just respond. It's not really content that's looking to create and, and uplift interesting or new ideas, right? Um, and technically, you can maybe say that this, this entire podcast is a response, but I, I thought it was kind of weird that from all the videos I've seen of people talking about the manosphere, I've never seen people talk about the women who have adopted this specific way of being. Um, yeah. And, and I think, like, whenever I, I see, you know, content that's trying to make sense of a world that that refuses to have any real uh you know reality is stranger than fiction right so anyone who tries to make sense of this reality with with really basic and 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 unnuanced takes i just find that to make me really like disinterested and, and and i can't really my attention for that has really gotten low but I'm just going to pivot super hard right now. <laughs> and um, so I went to go see, I went to go see Beyonce 
in September of last year. And I'm glad I saw her before October 7th because there was no goddamn way I was going to really be able to stomach her cosplaying um, a black queer per or I, I wasn't going to be able to really. Okay. She didn't fully cosplay black queer struggle or the black queer struggle, but I felt as though it was somewhat of a put on, right? Mainly because people like Beyonce, you know, she's never made really staunch and open statements about much. Um, She just makes songs. And at the same time, people often look up to her. They feel inspired by people like her. She's very talented and she has a lot of people working behind with her to create the image of Beyonce. I don't know if in this point in time we'll ever know who that lady really is. And I don't really think that's the point of her making music. I don't think she wants us to really know who she is. I think she just wants to give us an experience. And I think just her talking about quitting her job, like it was cute. It was cute when it was cute. And I don't know if it's cute anymore. Like it got old really fast. (laughs) It got old extremely fast. But that's not really what people think about for the most part when they're consuming um, art and stuff like that, which, which kind of sucks because it kind of takes away the critical thought that's necessary for really appreciating something. Right. Um, but bell hooks his comments on her. Yeah. That lady, <laughs> not that lady, but that other lady. Yeah. She, she was, she was kind of onto something. I mean, you know, I don't really know if calling her a terrorist was like the most graceful way to say that people like Beyonce take advantage of the position that they have with the influence that they can put over people. But I will say that the way that she can mobilize people, the ability that she has to like, you know, um, conquer uh, the the attention the the hearts of people it's it's kind of cult-like and I experienced that and I will say that yes it, it is it is real it is strong and when you and a bunch of other people are together in a big stadium in a football field basically singing word for word the songs that someone just made in their mansion talking about quitting their job i mean it, it it was kind of terror it was kind of it was kind of terrific like terror inducing <laughs> um the power that she has right um and and i and i think one thing that i kind of took away from bell hooks's one little comment about beyonce is that we ourselves can kind of be our own terrorists, right? Like, I think about how so much of this content that's being pushed by people online and, you know, offline, it it kind of, we kind of form ourselves to still fit within this patriarchal and misogynistic light. Um, 
concept of being right um and I, th- I think like the veil has been lifted for the majority of people mainly through the genocide of Palestinian people and just seeing how all of these other genocides and all these other humanitarian crises are being perpetuated by the likes of our governments that claim to think and care about us. And, you know, people like Beyonce putting on the, putting on the, the costume of, of, of a black, um, freedom fighter just really doesn't sit right didn't sit right with most people but at the same time looking to artists for all the answers looking at musicians looking to looking to musicians you know as people as role models is actually like really dumb you shouldn't do that that's that's juvenile at best but it's still something that affects us. You know, art affects us a lot. Music affects us a lot. Culture, pop culture is extremely indicative of the times that we live in. So I'll never really fault anyone who still looks up to these people and, and, and seeks for their approval or is in the midst of reconciling with the fact that their fave is just weird. Or that their fave is just a run-of-the-mill person, you know? And I think the one thing that all of these things have in common, right? Like, from Kevin Samuels to Amani to Chrissy to even Beyonce, there's this unrelenting reminder that at the end of the day, we cannot free ourselves by trying to fit into the systems that we know to be say with me class anti-black thank you thank you thank you um you know like from from kevin samuels all the way down to beyonce there there are too many things about specifically the black the black diaspora that continues to contend with the concept of just being either complacent or being you know inactive um with the problems that we face and with the issues that we know kill us and 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 hunt hunt us as as regular people you know, the things that Beyonce was singing about in, in this newest album, girl, I don't even know if you ever had a job to quit. And Kevin, I don't think you ever had a woman who, who was willing to say, I do. <laughs> so why are you, why are you sending out this messaging to the public about any of these things? Why, why, why try to frame yourself as someone who is in the position of authority to really talk about these things and and why aren't we really getting into the real things the real shit you know at the end of the day we aren't really free right um most of the people in power they don't really think it's within you know their best business interest in having a, a population of people, in having a, a free, um, 
equal and equitable and loving and caring and compassionate society it's much more profitable for them to have people be in so much like in to be in such a state of unrest and distress and that's constantly messaged back to us whether that's online through the media through you know any kind of pop culture it's what people feed off of at the end of the day people want to see it and 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 the state also knows that that's what people respond to you know so i i think the one thing that we need to remember is that trying to conform will only allow you to be pounded into such a fine dust that you won't even know who you are anymore and the one thing that artists are able to do is to kind of give relief to that feeling for a little bit but it's not a solution it's not it's not something that's going to liberate us and people screaming into a podcast mic will a hundred percent never do that for you babe it won't happen it will happen today tomorrow or next year if we're here next year as you can tell i'm i'm an optimist <laughs> and i think the one thing too that i i've been trying to also allow myself to contend with is the fact that an education that's from a history and legacy of racism of sexism of ableism of homophobia what does that even mean right you know people say oh read or or go and learn but like we can't really always think that everything that we read and learn about is in our best interest um you know like what's the point of being palatable to the white majority that still perpetuates the you know the vestiges of racism of all of these terrible things that still dictate our lives right and you could find them in, in almost every single thing that that we surround we find ourselves surrounded with um in the west and also you know beyond um we're, we're in a state of global like psychic crisis right now and it's really it's really disheartening to see people not kind of find the time to arm themselves with a little bit a little bit more skepticism right a little bit more you know just healthy critical thought for some reason trying to be a little bit more deep about things doesn't really seem to interest people people just want something that's quick and fast i like quick and fast but that's not all I want. Sometimes I want to get a little bit slower, a little bit more nitpickier, if that's even a word. And content like the Manosphere, content like, you know, girl bossing and into the sun and, and you know, going to, to concerts that cost you $300. I mean, you know, we, we, we can have fun, but forever? Forever? Do we want to call men sassy until we die? Is this what we want? Do we want to continuously shit on men for just being human beings? Is this what we want to do? 
I don't know. I don't think it's really, I don't think it's really going to help us at all. And I think one thing that, you know, I'll never really try to, to fool myself into thinking is that just simply intellectualizing everything is the answer. You know, we still need to live. We still need to respond to our human feelings and be present as to where we are in our journey and find people who will tag along with us and correct us and then give us pointers and, and give us, you know, hugs and, and make us laugh and then also cry with, you know, it's, it's really important to do all of that while also being aware that we live in a, a time and space that is extremely bleak and we just have to try our best every goddamn time we open our eyes from our beds, you know, for, for, the, for the ones of us who are lucky enough to have those. And just keep, keep trying, man. And... I think also like the the journey towards a better a better globe a better society is never going to be the favorable one, right? Like the civil rights movement was not people did not like that shit, bro. People did not like that shit, but it's led us to where we are now. And a lot of people will not like the changes that are necessary for growth, but they must happen. And so yeah, if if he wants you to buy him flowers, okay. That's fine. Or, you know, if if you don't want to cook today, that's good. That's okay. Ask if he wants to cook. Or better yet, go to get takeout. It is we we are we are so lucky. The most of us who are alive are so lucky. And I think it's really, it's a shame that most people will just find a way to just find the the worst things to argue and yell about in a podcast mic. (laughs) She says while recording her podcast. (laughs) I can't yell though. I don't have, I don't care enough to yell. I'm so sorry, y'all. This is, this is the most animated I'm gonna be. Unless, unless we're talking about other things, but I'm also kind of sick, so. Yeah, I have so many more other notes, but th- this episode was a long one already. It's getting it's getting long, so tell let me know how you thought or you know, let me know your thoughts on on this episode. It's a little bit everywhere as it usually is, but I have things to say. I have things on my mind. Also, my camera was giving me a hard time, so I'm trying to not lose my mind over that. <laughs> um let me know what you thought. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about sassy men. <laughs> Let me know what you think about Beyonce being a terrorist. <laughs> and, um, you know, comment, subscribe, do all the things. And I'll catch you later. Bye.